thank you for tuning in to our podcast on Circumpolar People today. Uh, my name is Caden Butts. I'm Seth Barber. Chris Burton. And today, uh, in this podcast, we are going to sit down to discuss the interesting burial rituals and gravesites of the indigenous people we have studied this past semester. The groups we will discuss will include the Nanette, Evinki, uh, Chuchi, Aleutian Islanders, Inuits, and Yupiks. We will look into how each group carries out the, the tradition of death and how they handle the deceased along with their own beliefs and burial rituals. So I'll start out. So I have the Nanette and the um, Avenki. So the Nanette people are a nomadic group having European Asian genetics. Uh, they also believe that the human has a natural spirit. So a spiritual nature, I'm, I'm sorry. One spiritual uh, body consists of the soul of the breath, the soul of the blood, the soul of the shadow, and the soul of the image. The Nanette believe uh, that when one of these entities disappears or leaves the body, that is when death occurs. And they are also huge believers in the afterlife, and they believe that the soul continues to roam the earth, but in a reverse path from reality or the life that we live in. So after death occurs in the village, uh, the fire that is burning inside of a house will burn for the following three days and an axe and some coal is placed outside of the uh, homes. The deceased, the deceased is dressed in their best winter clothes and a piece of beaver or otter skin is placed in their hand. And uh, those materials are also used for the purification ceremony. So then that people place on the deceased eyes uh, and heart various metal objects along with coins and pearls. Sometimes the people will cover the face with a cloth mask uh, if these rituals are not performed properly, they believe that the deceased soul who will not be able to find his way back and will come back uh, and take a family member. The deceased body is placed into a wooden coffin with tools, weapons, and other objects necessary for afterlife. A man is typically given a knife, an axe, or a bow and arrow, some hunting tools, a spoon, and a tobacco with a pipe. Women typically get a scraper for skins, uh, some sewing accessories, a cup and a spoon, along with some other personal items. In order for these to be used in the other world though, they have to be manipulated or broken down into a different type of form. So that's just part of their beliefs. And before they, uh, they close the lid on the coffin, they perform a ritual uh, called the awakening of the soul to the lower world, which means the soul's uh, withdrawal from its body down into the other world, which I think is uh, just pretty cool that they actually like believe how the soul travels through, and it can travel through like different worlds and dimensions. So they usually have an old woman that accomplishes the ritual. She touches the edge of the coffin with a skin or a bear, uh, ermine or a bear skin and emits a specific whistle. So I th think that ritual is kind of cool. I like how they use a lot of uh, animal skins. Yep. I like, yeah. that's a little, I think it's just neat. It's kind of a little different for sure. When walking through the cemetery, they never take the body through a front door and they uh, must not remain silent. 
they also are not allowed to, to cry because the, uh, the, they believe the deceased will ha have a headache. So I think that's a pretty nice way of them allowing the, the deceased person to rest in peace. Mm -hmm. They don't have to deal with all that, that crying and extra stuff. The deceased is buried uh, very quickly. The body is transported on a reindeer, which is later sacrificed. Uh, I think that's it's a little it's a, it's a little wild sacrifice the reindeer, but I see that a lot in uh, the in the circumpolar people. They uh, do a lot of sacrificial, I guess, rituals for when it comes to death. I think it just has to do with honestly, I'm not sure, but it's just, <laughs> they see it a lot. Uh, the cemeteries are for the Nanette are often f located on top of a hill, and the coffin is covered with branches uh, and left to decompose on the ground. They do not pay particular attention to the coffin and let the body decompose naturally. Sometimes they put an overturned sleigh on the grave. To establish a connection with the lower world, they put a pole next to the coffin on which they hang a bell. Through that bell, the deceased is informed of the village's um, of the visit of relatives. So that's a pretty neat way of, I guess, communication. They, I've, Like I said, they believe in a lot of supernatural stuff, so coming and ringing the bell is a nice way to say whoever is there, just giving them a nice heads up there, what's going on. Their tombs are uh, decorated in various ways. The deceased persons are embodied through the wooden dolls. Uh, dolls are... The dolls that are created remain inside the living homes, and the relatives make them offerings and sacrifices. So this is a way to honor the, I guess, the person that passed away. And for when a child or an infant dies, the body is placed in a bag and then hung on the branch of a tree to bury themselves in the heavens. So that's a little, it's a little weird <laughs> if I had to, <laughs> I had to say so myself. So. Yeah, so uh, that's pretty much what I had for the net. For the next group, I had the Avinki. And so for the Avinki, immediately after a death, the deceased body is undressed and laid out straight with its arms at its sides, and its face is covered with a cloth, which is a little similar to how the, the net do it with the face covering. I think that was cool that I was able to find a similarity there. And uh, depending on which animals were kept by the family, Either a reindeer, horse, or dog is killed, and the corpse is sprinkled with its blood. So another uh, connection there is they do a lot of sacrificial with the animals, and they use the, not necessarily the corpse, sometimes the skin, but here they use the corpse, and they uh, do a lot with the blood, sprinkling it over uh, the deceased. After the deceased is covered or sprinkled with the blood, it is then washed and laid on a newly dressed fur and dressed in his or hers best clothing, best clothing. So the more the more that I'm kind of making a lot of connections between the Ned and Vinky, they both put uh, the the corpse in their best clothing for the burial, which is kind of cool. And they uh, use a lot of the furs of the animals that they sacrifice for the ceremonies. So if the person who had died and the Avinki had been married, the, uh, the bereaved spouse cut off a lock of his or her own hair and laid it on the corpse. To the lock of hair were added items of everyday use, hunting knives or bows and arrows for the men, 
skin dressing or sewing implements for women, and tobacco pipes and flints for both sexes. So here the the Avanki give tobacco pipes to both to both the men and women who uh, the Nanette only gave it to the men, which I think is a little it's different, but at the same at the same time, I think they just uh the women had a little bit more rights with the Avanki. Uh, so um, the deceased families and friends held a feast in his or her honor, and the body was then buried or laid on a raised platform in the forest. Burial in the ground or cremation had become the usual means of disposing of the dead in the 20th century, but items usually by the deceased are sometimes still uh, interred with them. So, yeah, I think just going through all this research and stuff, I believe that there's a lot of similarities and I get and these two groups uh, particularly in the way that they handled the body, like the decoration of the tombs and the body itself, the covering of the cloth, and just a lot of sacrificial rituals. They they really go they really like I did just believe in the supernatural, I guess, phenomenon of sacrifice. Yeah. So is the I'm after hearing that, what do you guys think was the most interesting about that? Well, there's a couple similarities between your groups and my groups. What were like your groups again? The Chukchi and the Aleutian Islanders. So you talked about how the people of the community will leave kind of like offerings of tools and stuff like that. Yes. The Chukchi also do that. They leave things like food and tools for them to use in the afterlife. Oh so, oh, so they also believe that uh, the tools are left for the use yes. of the afterlife. Yes. Okay, yes. So and also about the kind of the location of the ceremonies. You talked about how they do them on hillsides and stuff like that. The the Chukchi also, when they cremate a body, it's on a hillside overlooking their land. And the Aleutian Islanders, when they place the deceased in their tombs, they the tombs are usually found on the edge of cliffs and on hillsides overlooking their their territory that they're they're in. Yeah. So those are two similarities between my groups and your groups that I've noticed. Anything? Um, the Inuits and Yupiks are also very similar to both of yours, even though they're from an entirely different continent mm-hmm. from the NX and the Nets. But the Inuits don't bury or cremate their dead at all. They don't do rituals. They'll just give their people kind of weapons and stuff that they can use in the alternate world that they would go to after death. And then they would just let them be eaten by the wildlife or in places like Greenland, they would just put them out in the sea and let the earth kind of take them back in. And the Yupik are also very similar. Um, Both of them believe that the soul goes somewhere else after life, but the Yupik believe that they would be reincarnated as something else. They didn't necessarily believe that it would be human, but that they would come back. So instead of weapons and stuff like that, they would give them tools and jewelry and stuff that would just let them live comfortably in the other world. And then they would give them a shallow bearing. Understood. So what was the first group you said? That just the Inuits. Them, so the Inuits do not, do not believe in burial at all. But they, they just let they, the natural be, process. Yeah, they believe in, the, uh, I guess, the... Kind of an afterlife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just a lot, I guess, letting the body just become the earth mm-hmm. is what it yeah. kind of sounds yes. like, which is kind of cool. But for the U picks, they do believe that the soul can like 
break free too early. Yeah. So they make them wait. They like, um, they bound the body and silk and then they rope it. They make sure it's protected and like tightly guarded by light and stuff so the soul can't get out. Yeah. And they will leave it for five days to sit before they actually bury it. And then the soul is allowed to go on to the next life. That's interesting. Nice. And you said that the, uh, it was the Ubix believe in um, reincarnation? Yes. But not necessarily in the form of a human and just just no. reinc- in any type of life. Yeah, they, they just, come just think they'll just come back into a different form, but it could be yeah. human or animal. That's really nice. So... Did, did, do you have any similarities with your groups about reincarnation? Not really reincarnation. No, they do. Both groups do believe in an afterlife, but not incarnation. Yeah. So I was gonna. My groups believe in an afterlife, but as I said, the Nanette they believe it when they roam uh, the earth in the afterlife, it's on a different path, and when or not a reverse path, and by that they mean that they walk with their heads like at their feet so they're walking with like it, everything is in reverse so that's like kind of their beliefs it's it's a little goofy but yeah that's yes. so imagine just our life but flip-flops yeah <laughs> yeah it was just totally different that's how they imagine the afterlife and uh a little what is can you just go a little more in on the burial rituals they do yeah yeah uh, again hello everyone i'm seth I'm going to be talking about the funeral and burial practices of the Chukchi and the Aleutian Islanders. And I'll go a little bit in depth on the rituals and beliefs that they have. I'm going to start with the Chukchi. They're a circumpolar people group inhabiting the north, the northeasternmost part of Siberia. And the average yearly temperature in this part of Siberia is 8 degrees Fahrenheit. I know around here, if it gets to 8 degrees Fahrenheit, most people won't leave the house. But such just shows how really resilient they are. They've believed to have been there in that area for around a thousand years. They're also the only circumpolar tribe to defeat the Russian invasion in 1729. Mm. They really have two techniques of, I guess, a funeral service, you could say. The first one is cremation, and the second one is a Russian-style burial. So the cremation process takes place in an area that's designated for that outside the community. Like I said before, often on a hillside overlooking their land. Yep. Uh, they construct a pyre using wood and then they lay the body on the pyre. And also, like I said earlier, they surround the body with its belongings and offerings such as food and tools we use in the afterlife. Yep. Sorry, uh, did, did, did they uh, mention anything about tobacco? With no, yours? they did not. Yeah. They didn't mention tobacco then. For these yeah. groups, yeah. The, uh, after that, the pyre is set ablaze, and the community gathers to witness this sacred transformation. Throughout the cremation ceremony, Chuchi elders and spiritual leaders lead rituals and prayers, invoking the assistance of ancestral spirits and deities to guide the departed soul on its journey to the afterlife. So they believe that as soon as the body is cremated, it moves on to the afterlife. There's no waiting time like your group had the five days the flames of the pyre are believed to purify the body and release the spirit allowing it to transition to the realm of the ancestors so they believe in a kind of an ancestor like an ancestor life okay. uh, afterlife yeah after the cremation is complete the ashes are collected and carefully preserved they're often placed in a special container such as a carved wooden box or a reindeer antler vessel so where we would use like an urn they use a reindeer 
antler. And the vessel can either be buried in a sacred location or kept within the family home. And that kind of serves as a physical connection to the deceased and it allows them to maintain a spiritual bond with their ancestors. So the Russian style barrier burials uh, are basically a combination of traditional Chuchi practices and, and they add in some Christian elements basically. When a member of the community passes away, the body is prepared for burial according to Chuchi customs, which involves washing and wrapping the deceased in traditional garments. So it's kind of like where they dress, like your groups, they dress them in their best clothes. They have traditional garments that they put, that they put on the body. Mm. The deceased is placed in a wood coffin, often carved with intricate and symbolic designs reflecting Chuchi beliefs. Then the deceased is buried in the ground. Usually the location is marked with some form of a headstone, kind of like how we do. The Aleutian Islanders have also have two real forms of funeral that they do. They inhabit the Aleutian Islands off the coast of Alaska, and they're believed to have lived there for nearly 8,000 years. It's not clear whether they came from Siberia across the land bridge or migrated north from more southern parts of North America. Their techniques include rock mound burials, and like I said earlier, these are usually found on the edge of cliffs. And they also place the place the deceased um, in caves often. So really they use the landscape a lot with the cave burials. Yeah. And they have a lot of caves because they're on the islands and they're coastal islands. So, you know, a lot of caves and stuff are formed along the coastlines. Um, but doing this research, I've kind of come to the conclusion that although these groups are very different and they live very far away from each other, yeah. one, one thing about their burial rituals is the same, and that's the respect for the deceased. And I think it's very similar along all, all these groups is they respect the deceased very greatly. Um, and they, they really just make sure they have everything they need for a comfortable and happy afterlife. Yeah. Yeah. So coming to the conclusion of just everybody's groups I definitely can see uh, a lot of comparisons of the belief in the afterlife and mm -hmm. the possibilities of just the spiritual nature and of course uh, they have a lot of respect for the, the deceased and how they go about uh, the just the ritual or the funeral ceremony however you want to describe it mm -hmm. They just however they go about it is very respectful and they're very serious and I think that they just it means a lot to them so yeah, yeah it's a big really big part of their lives anything you want to add no i just think it's really interesting how even though they're from entirely different continents they can still be so similar in their like spiritual beliefs mm -hmm. and their customs based yeah. on like animals and the environment yeah mm -hmm. for sure yeah. i would like to thank everybody for tuning in to our podcast about circumpolar people uh for the last time i'm kaden butts i'm seth barber and i'm chris burton thank you very much